Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. What if there was a way for real estate investors to make great profits by improving challenging neighborhoods while also saving taxes? Well, there is, and it's part of the new tax code. Today, we'll discuss opportunity zones and where there may be opportunity for you on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Are you achieving everything you want in life? What if there was a time-tested way for you to get everything you've ever dreamed of? The most successful people in life set goals and keep themselves accountable for their achievement. But how? The good news is that it's not rocket science. You too can learn the skills and unleash the motivation that will create success in your life. And now is the time. Hi, this is Robert Helms, and I'd like to personally invite you to attend Create Your Future, the 2019 Goals Retreat, January 18th to 20th in beautiful Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. This unique weekend event has been called phenomenal, inspirational, and life-changing by the hundreds of people that have attended. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com under events or call 888-489-7723, extension 18. Get your life back on track physically, spiritually, and financially. Attend the 2019 Goals Retreat on the third weekend of the new year. Click events at realestateguysradio.com to register. This is no dress rehearsal. Live the life you were meant to. Visit realestateguysradio.com or call 888-489-7723, extension 18, today. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Joining me this week, as usual, co-host financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. You know, when you make money, you pay taxes. At least that's what you've heard. And we spend some time on this show talking about taxes because if you study a nation's tax code, you can tell what the governments want the citizens to do. And there's lots of great tax benefits for real estate. As we all know, there's been the largest change in tax law in many, many years just recently. And about six pages of the new tax law covers something that we're going to talk about today that's super exciting. It's a way that you can literally pay no tax on certain investments that you haven't been able to up until now. And it's a way to heal some communities that could really use some help. And it's called Opportunity Zones. Yeah, it's really interesting because the we've always felt like real estate is a preferred investment. And it's, it really garners the favor of the politicians because voters live in properties. It garners the favor of the banks because they make loans against the collateral. They have a vested interest in making sure that collateral stays up in value. Uh, upside down properties creates the moral hazard of walking away, turning the keys in. We found some of that in 2008, uh, they couldn't get about the business of pumping real estate back up fast enough. Right, uh, and so there's a lot of reasons why the tax code reflects that. Also, you know, with depreciation schedules and all kinds of uh, favored treatments. You know, it's been this big thing in the news about how the Trumps don't pay taxes. And when you dig into it, really, it's just they're real estate investors. They use real estate the same way Robert Kiyosaki and Ken McElroy and all kinds of people use real estate as a way to use the depreciation to offset the passive income. And so that's a common technique. It's been around forever. 
But this thing that's coming up that's new is about directing capital to very specific geographies. You know, and the old adage in real estate is location, location, location. And that's because people, when they want to live in a certain place, for whatever reason, capital flows there. In this case, the tax code is being used to direct capital in particular areas called opportunity zones. So you may have heard some rumbling about opportunity zones, or maybe you've been on a webinar or you've read something in the news. And the first thing I have to say is it's all pretty new. And and it's not finalized. So we're not here to tell you exactly what's going to be the opportunity for you. But there are some things we know for sure. Here's the big picture. What an opportunity zone investment provides is a tax-favored investment vehicle for people that have capital gains in some kind of other investment. And it's an opportunity for folks who want to invest in real estate to raise capital from these very people. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, just throwing back to what you just said a few moments ago, back when crowdfunding, when the Jobs Act came out and everybody got so excited about, hey, we're going to be able to advertise to accredited investors. It's completely changed the rules of the game in terms of raising money. Well, that was true when they passed the Jobs Act, that conceptually that was going to happen. But the way it works in legislation is they pass the statute, which is the law. And then the bureaucrats have to create the regulations that implement the law. And there's a gap between the time the law is passed and the time it is implemented. We're in that gap right now. And so we don't really know for sure what the opportunity zone regulations are going to look like. There's a lot of uncertainty. But at the same time, the intention is clear. And just like we got very excited ahead of the release of the regulations with the Jobs Act, we're very excited in advance of the regulations, which will implement the opportunity zone portion of the Tax Reform Act. So this program is a new tax incentive that was established by Congress as part of the 2017 Tax Cuts and Job Act. That's Trump's tax reform, and its goal is to encourage long-term investments in low-income communities in the U.S. and in a couple of other places, but mostly in the United States. And uh, here's what we know so far. Every single state in the union is home to multiple opportunity zones. These are geographic areas that need help, and we'll explain what that means in just a little bit. And every major city has at least one. There are opportunity zones all over the U.S. and Puerto Rico, and that gives us some interesting incentive as investors, but also to folks that maybe haven't considered real estate investing prior to now. So the background on this is interesting, and we're not going to belabor the entire point, but uh, there's a bipartisan group called the Economic Innovation Group, and they put together this concept of uh, opportunity zones. And in fact, they put together what's called the Investing in Opportunity Act, That was legislation authored by some senators, and it was the basis of this Opportunity Zone provision in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So, interesting, I'm going to actually read some testimony that was given to Congress by the co-founder and president of the Economic Innovation Group, John Letiri, and here's what he said. The Opportunity Zones initiative is the most ambitious federal attempt to boost private investment in low-income areas in a generation one with the potential to drive billions of dollars in new private investment to struggling communities over the coming decade. Since Opportunity Zones became law, EIG has worked closely with state and local policymakers, community organizations, philanthropies, and leading investors to raise awareness, provide analysis, and gather feedback in support of timely and effective implementation nationwide. And we're about to see that implementation. Now, the key features of the Opportunity Zone, according to this testimony, is that the fundamental purpose is to encourage these long-term equity investments in struggling communities. So Opportunity Zones are areas that need help. 
Now, there's the feel-good part of that, and there's the economic benefit part of that. And then layered on it, because of this tax change, is some interesting, interesting tax incentives. So Congress has established an incentive framework that's flexible and unique And it allows really a new class of investment. And that's why we want to put it on your radar. If you're a real estate investor, this is something to be aware of. Just like crowdfunding, you may or may not actually be interested in doing it, but you certainly want to know about it. So Congress has designated these opportunity zones to complement existing community development programs while incorporating lessons learned from previous place-based efforts. Now, this is right from the testimony. And we're going to cut away from that and kind of talk about what it is and how it works. And there's some great tools that we'll share with you before we're done. We'll tell you where you can go to see an interactive map of where these zones are and how you can see where there may be opportunity for you. Again, there's several of these in every state. So you can look around what's near where you are or the markets you're used to investing in and see where there may be opportunity there. Yeah, I think what we're really talking about here, again, is a focus of directing capital. This is like a giant rehab project. You know, if you look at the United States, like a giant rehab project, you know, what's happening is we're going to bring back, we're working on bringing back our manufacturing base. And we did a show a couple weeks ago uh, on the revitalization of the Rust Belt and some of these areas that have been previously abandoned when manufacturing went offshore, that if manufacturing successfully comes back onshore, uh, these places are going to be the recipients of capital investment job creation. And now these opportunity zones are really designed to do the same thing. Here's some areas that are run down that are in need of capital investment. And we're creating incentives now for investors to be able to do that. And the thing that's unique about it is unlike a 1031 tax deferred exchange, where you're able to take money from a piece of property that's appreciated and move it into another piece of property. And it doesn't really matter where the property is. Now you can take it from any investment that's appreciated and move it directly into uh, area specific geographies. And so in, in any type of investing, when you get an opportunity to get in front of the wave of capital coming in, you can ride that wave. It's called investing in the path of progress. And the reason we're excited about opportunity zones is because they've already identified geographically where these paths of progress progress are. And of course, we've got to dig deeper because people aren't just going to put capital in because it's an opportunity zone. There still have to be the basics of a good market. And just to jump back a little bit, when we had the go zone opportunity after Hurricane Katrina down in the Gulf Coast, what the government did was create tax incentives to get capital to come in and heal that very damaged area by giving you 50% depreciation the very first year. And so lots of people flooded in just based on that alone. So for people who got in and out and caught that wave and got out, that was okay. For people who invested long-term, it had a little bit different effect because the temporary benefit of the tax situation did not create a permanent benefit for long-term investors. And one of the unique characteristics of this particular legislation, they're very conscious of that and they're making it long-term. It's a decade, I believe. Isn't that correct, Robert? Yeah, a decade at least. It's at least a decade of capital commitment. So this is not for people to flip. This is for people to make a long-term capital commitment to a geographic area so that the area has time to really get back on its feet again economically and become vibrant. So think about this. There's areas throughout the country that need help. 
They are run down. There are low-income areas. And there hasn't been a lot of incentive for too many private investors to go in there. It's like going into difficult neighborhoods and C-class apartment buildings and trying to revitalize downtown Detroit and so on. So in order to attract capital, uh, you've got to think about what can we offer. Can we offer some tax abatement? Can we offer some incentives? Is there some co-op money? And all those things exist in different localities, in different zones. Sometimes, you know, near the water, they have a particular funds that are available. Sometimes it's in urban centers. But this is a global process for the U.S. anyway and Puerto Rico, where areas that the governors of each state so it's not a federal program. It's it's in cooperation with the states. The governors of each state for the last several months have been working with their teams to identify the areas that need the help. So from a real estate investor perspective, someone's already gone out and done some market analysis for you to say, hey, here's some areas where there may be opportunity. Now layer over that, attracting the capital. So when we come back, we're going to talk about why capital is going to be attracted to this like no other real estate investment ever. As we discuss Opportunity Zones today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. This portion of the Real Estate Guys radio program is brought to you by International Coffee Farms, where you can own a parcel of land in your very own specialty coffee farm in Panama for as little as $15,000. Here's how it works. Deeded half-acre parcels entitled Specialty Coffee Farms in Boquete, Panama are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts. Sustainable average income is estimated at 12% and cash flow can begin within 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, 20% of the gross profits of each farm is committed to a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the Panamanian coffee farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates nine specialty coffee farms with half-acre parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a coffee farm owner in Paquete, Panama, email coffee at realestateguysradio.com. That's coffee at realestateguysradio.com. Forbes rated Memphis the best cash flow market in the nation. And our good friend Terry Kerr at Mid-South Homebuyers has been the premier turnkey rental property provider in Memphis for over 13 years. With an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau, Terry has renovated over 750 houses. Real Estate Guys listeners have snapped up hundreds. Discover what these satisfied investors already know. Mid-South's properties are completely renovated with a one-year warranty and a lifelong rental guarantee. They're affordable, well-managed, and easy to own. Perfect for beginning investors and veterans alike. Get in on the action. Contact Terry and his team via email at midsouth at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, I'm Jim Grant. I uh, am the editor and indeed the founder of Grant's Interest Rate Observer. And you, ladies and gentlemen, you lucky people, are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you lack any clarity in your life, then come join us for Create Your Future, the 2019 goal-setting retreat. It happens the third weekend in January in beautiful Lake Las Vegas. All the details are realestateguysradio.com under events. We're talking today about opportunity zones, and this is a really exciting new area of uh, the, the new tax plan, and uh, it's 
complicated, so it's gonna take a while to explain. And again, we don't have all of the information yet. This isn't something you can do today, but we hear and we understand that all the final documentation and legislation will be in place by the end of the year. So yeah, we'll I, see if that's true or not. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about just looking out at the horizon and getting a, an idea where the next wave is coming and what the trends are going to be. So again, just like we did with the Jobs Act before, we could see what was coming. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that there's a commitment to these geographic regions um, and they've been identified at the more local level, not federally, which means probably less politics. There's always politics, but less politics and more uh, reality and more local support. And so that's really what you need. Anytime you're involved in any type of real estate, it's a lot easier when you're involved locally because real estate is local and there's so many nuances. Now, there's some definite differences between opportunity zone investments and others. And let's start with the side of the person who has an appreciated asset in their portfolio. If you have capital gains, and let's face it, a lot of people today have capital gains. The stock market is up, investments are up, and you're sitting on say a stock portfolio and it's appreciated you've done well and you're starting to think well maybe at some point I want to liquidate some of this profit take but when I do that I'm going to pay tax so here's how the opportunity zone investment works for you you can get three very beneficial tax benefits. We'll talk about the three of them in a minute. But in generally, in order to receive the tax benefits I'm going to talk about, an investor needs to sell their appreciated assets and invest those realized capital gains into one or more designated opportunity zones. Now, there's a methodology for that we'll talk about, but that's the idea. I'm going to take my inflated stock or my appreciated investment, and I'm going to take all of the capital gains and put those forward into an opportunity zone investment. Now, just like a 1031, there is a timeline. After selling your appreciated asset, you have 180 days to move your capital into one of these funds. Now, again, since none of these funds can operate yet, it's not time to sell those assets yet, but there's going to be a 180-day window. And the big picture on the tax savings is that the longer you hold an investment in an opportunity zone, the more your potential benefits will grow. So let's talk about the three tax benefits. The first is deferring the original capital gain tax obligation. So check this out. When you sell an appreciated asset, you would typically pay capital gains. That's one of the highest tax rates there is, capital gains. After selling your appreciated assets, you have some gains, capital gains, which are taxed. In order to defer that tax, you can put that money into an opportunity zone investment and defer the capital gains tax up to 10 years. In fact, you can defer the capital gain tax until December 31st, 2026. Therefore, you would pay those taxes in your 2027 taxes. So that's the 10 years. It's really eight years and this year and then the tax year where you pay. So it's approximately 10 years, but it's December 31st, 2026. So just stop there. Rather than pay the capital gains on the increase in my investment today, at the very least, this allows me to defer that as far as 2026. So when is it better to pay tax? Today or in the future? In the future. Absolutely. So that's cool. So let me give an example. If you sell a stock portfolio, let's say you have a $200,000 gain. If you put that $200,000 into an opportunity zone investment that stays there for 10 years, then you'll delay paying the capital gains until your 
2027 tax return. Yeah, now, well, and, and, and if you think about it, if all you did was earn a 10% annualized yield for those 10 years, you've got your $200,000 back again, and then you pay your tax, and you still have the $200,000 profit you made on what you would have had to pay in tax. Well, you pay some of your tax. You'll, we'll see about that in a minute. Now, if you invested in an Opportunity Zone investment and sold it before the 10 years, you can do that, but then you would pay the tax in that year, so you'd defer it a year or two or five, and then the other benefits are going to be different based on the amount of time. So that's the first thing is you defer the capital gains tax till later. Now, the second benefit is in addition to deferring that tax, you get to discount that tax. And the discount is between 10 and 15%, depending on the factors we'll explain here. So if you were to hold your Opportunity Zone investment, where you've taken those capital gains and put them forward for five years then the taxable amount of your original capital gain decreases by 10%. If you hold the Opportunity Zone investment for seven years or more, the taxable amount of your original capital gain decreases by 15%. So not only do I get to pay it later, I get a discount on it. That's pretty cool. But here's number three. This is probably the best one. When I take those appreciated capital gains and I put them into an Opportunity Zone investment, Whatever I make as appreciation in the Opportunity Zone investment over that five or seven or 10 years is 100% tax-free. No tax due ever. So I was able to say that $200,000 that I was going to pay capital gains on, instead, I put it into an Opportunity Zone investment. I defer the tax on it. I get a discount on the tax. And then where I put the money into one of these neighborhoods, into a project that is helping revitalize a low-income area, Whatever profit I make there, totally tax-free. Well, tax-free is better than tax-deferred, which is one of the reasons why we're so excited about it. And really, if you think about real estate, is uniquely qualified for long-term investing. Real estate tends to do very, very well over the long term. You know, if you're committed for the long term and you can ride out the little ups and downs that happen in any economy, in any uh, geographic region, uh, the odds are that 10 years from now, 15 years from now, that property is going to have done uh, pretty well. I mean, you still have to make sure at the beginning that the deal makes sense, right? Your standard under writing doesn't go away. But think about this. When you go into a rehab neighborhood and you decide, I mean, I'm going to go into this neighborhood because I think that it has potential and you're a small investor and you bring a little bit of capital and you're the first person bleeding edge to fix up that property. You know, you're taking a lot of risk because you don't have the firepower to turn the whole neighborhood. If you could get a big group of investors to come in with you and do that neighborhood, then the whole neighborhood changes and it happens all at the same time and it actually has a chance to take life. And I really think that that's what the government is intending to do here is to get a lot of investment capital to all focus on these areas and turn them completely around because it's bigger than any single property. It's bigger than any single investor. It's going to take a lot of money to turn these things around. And the incentives to do this, I think, are compelling. You know, we saw this happen up close and personal in a small geographic area when we were taking a whole bunch of investors to kind of a difficult area in Sacramento, California. And we were able to move the needle because we had enough people who were buying properties and fixing them up and getting them rented to good people that it had an effect in the neighborhood. Now imagine that on a nationwide basis. So one of the most important distinctions here is piggybacking right on what you just said, Russ. This is not a tax incentive for you to own property in your own name in an opportunity fund. Now, a quick aside. Because this is going on, there may be opportunity for you just to buy a property that's in an opportunity zone and make some money. But 
in order for you to get the tax benefits we just described, individuals must invest in opportunity zones through opportunity funds. Well, so that's a great point. So let's just imagine that you're out there and you're not sitting on a big pile of appreciated assets and you're not really overly concerned with gigantic capital gains. Let's say you're early on in your investment career and what you basically got is maybe some good income, a decent credit score, you're lendable and you got a little bit of cash. Maybe you you raise some money as a syndicator. Maybe you just invest in your own account. But if you're investing in an area alongside where these opportunity zones are coming in, that's a wave of capital that is going to impact your investment, whether you're in an opportunity zone fund or not. So just because you don't have a big appreciated capital gain that you're trying to shelter and you're sitting thinking, oh, this doesn't really apply to me, don't tune out because there's still opportunity here for you too. Absolutely. And that brings up another side of this, which is why we're talking about what the rules are for people that have these capital gains and they want to liquidate and and preserve and then have these tax benefits. The other side of it is folks that want to syndicate, say, deals and put together these types of funds. We're going to talk about how you can do that in a minute. Well, this is going to be an interesting area where folks who previously were not interested in talking to syndicators about real estate deals all of a sudden are because of the great tax benefits. Well, and there's a couple of things going on. You've got the news cycle really going to be feeding you because on the one hand, you've got the controversy of the Trump tax strategies making everybody highly aware that real estate has tremendous tax advantages. And once you set the politics aside and just look at the basic benefits, tax benefits of real estate, you know, all of a sudden people who were not aware of that are going to go, oh, wow, that's interesting to me. Um, and then the other part of it is, is as these opportunity zones are rolled out and the the government begins to tout them and promote them, uh, it's going to create a general awareness. So if I'm a syndicator out there, I've got a couple of things coming in the news cycle that are going to give me some interesting things to talk about. Here's a third thing to consider. Now, just imagine that a lot of people have been plugged into things like the stock market, which is arguably at bubble levels and probably primed, in fact, may have already started a correction. And so they may be thinking, hey, it's time to take some of my profits out. And one of the things that's been hindering them from doing that for the people who aren't invested inside a retirement account, which is tax advantage, is they would have to pay the capital gains. So now if you feel like, okay, there's a whole bunch of people out there that might be making the move out of stocks into these opportunities funds. Yes, I want to be the recipient of some of that capital, but if you're a part of the uh, wave of people out there who are uh, talking to these investors and saying, hey, what do you think the impact on the stock market is going to be as people begin to chase this opportunity for tax-free gains through real estate? So you've got the news cycle making people aware of the benefits of real estate. You've got the news cycle making people aware of the benefits of these opportunity zones. You bring in the argument, hey, and there's a good possibility money coming out of the stock market is going to put your portfolio Mr. Stock Investor, at risk, wouldn't you like to get out early in the phase and move into one of these opportunity zones through my fund? And so there's a lot here for people who are interested in syndication, which of course is a a sub-industry of real estate investing that's near and dear to our heart, to take advantage of because there's just so many things to talk about that are interesting. But you got to be paying attention. That's why we're bringing it to your attention here. This is not the end of your education in opportunity zones. certainly not the end of ours and not the last time you're going to hear about it. We're going to go 
get some uh, subject matter experts and people that are deep down inside paying attention to this and get them on to share some great ideas with you and keep us up to date. But it's something you should be paying attention to uh, kind of in your own uh, professional development because there is going to be a lot of opportunities, as I said, in this news cycle to the money's going to be moving. And if you can position yourself in the flow of that money through any way, whether you're in a fund, start a fund, or just invest alongside a fund, uh, there's a lot of benefit to be gained, I think. Now, earlier, we talked about the 1031 tax for exchange, which is a great vehicle for real estate investors to put forward their gains and not pay tax then and defer and so forth. And you may understand that you may not, but some key differences are the fact that even though there is a timeline, like there is in 1031, the 180 days, there is no investment limitation. I can put a dollar into an opportunity fund. I can put a billion dollars into an opportunity fund. Well, you could. I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, the 1031, there is a limitation. In fact, there's rules regarding that. So this makes it very flexible. Now, again, you can't invest just in an individual property yourself. You have to invest in an opportunity fund which must be organized as a corporation or partnership. So it's the idea you talked about, Russ. It's a group of investors that can do more by putting bigger chunks of capital together. Don't think about flipping a little house. Think about building an entire workforce housing subdivision. Yeah, I I think, again, this thing is designed to force capital into the hands of strategic decision makers who can move decisively instead of having, you know, a bunch of mom and pop investors screwing around. It's not very efficient. So, uh, you know, again, first blush, and this is very much first blush for us, uh, especially me, uh, it just seems to be fairly well thought out. It, I think it's, it was designed by folks who really understand what it's like to invest at this level and where the bodies are buried or where the problems probably are. The fact that the governors were involved and it didn't come down from on high from Congress, I think is brilliant. I think the fact that you're funneling the money into long-term benefits under the you know a professional manager through a zone fund uh, is probably going to make the capital move quicker. This is designed to move quickly. And I think that that's the thing that everybody needs to understand, that when things move quickly, uh, sometimes the intended consequences happen and you're like, okay, I can see the wave coming. I'm going to paddle. I'm going to ride the wave. That's awesome. Sometimes there's unintended consequences. And you know, right now, I think that maybe the stock market is going to feel some of that because I, I wouldn't surprise me to see more than expected capital move out of the stock market to take advantage of, of this. And that's something I'm going to be watching very closely. So we've talked about kind of two groups of listeners, if you will, that will be interested, folks that have these appreciated assets and capital gains, and they'd love to look at the tax benefits, folks that aren't at that position yet, but could come alongside this investment in these particular geographic areas because that information is public. When we come back, we're going to talk about the third category, which is if you're a real estate investor who's thought about syndicating, raising money, doing development, if you've got a a group of folks who can go in and make the needle move in a marketplace and you know some of these marketplaces, we'll talk about how you could be the person who sets up one of these opportunity funds next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Elms. Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. All aboard. Registration is now open for The Real Estate Guys 17th Annual Investor Summit. Imagine spending nine days with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals. Returning in 2019 are sales legend Tom Hopkins, international developer Beth Clifford, authors of Prosper, Chris Martinson and Adam Taggart, and the author of The Creature from Jekyll Island, G. Edward Griffin. 
Also back is the editor of the Gold Newsletter, Brian London, and Jim Rohn's 18-year business partner, Kyle Wilson. And joining us live and in person for his seventh investor summit in a row, Peter Schiff. Plus, lots more to be announced. It all begins March 15th, 2019 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Visit realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to learn more and reserve your spot. This transformational week is like no conference you've ever attended. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and make plans to spend a week with the Real Estate Guys and an all-star faculty on the 17th Annual Investors Summit at Sea. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Hey, it's Ken McElroy. I listen to The Real Estate Guys, and so should you. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. Tell a friend about The Real Estate Guys, because we need more listeners. We're talking today about this bold new initiative called Opportunity Zones and how you can profit. Before we get back to that discussion, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you a question that has something to do with real estate. When you think you know the answer, send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, the answer to the question, and your physical mailing address, because if you're the winner, we're going to send you an amazing book by our friend Brian Tracy called Eat That Frog. It's about time management and avoiding procrastination. That can be yours if you know today's real estate trivia question. Last week, it was Halloween Horror Stories, and we gave away a copy of Ed Griffin's The Creature from Jekyll Island. Here was our question. Which U.S. state grows the most pumpkins? A lot of pumpkins consumed around Halloween and Thanksgiving. Well, the answer is the great state of Illinois. In fact, 95% of the pumpkins processed in the U.S. are grown in Illinois, and 80% of all the pumpkins produced commercially in the U.S. are produced within a 90-mile radius of Peoria. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. In which country will you find the world's highest waterfall? Yeah, where in the world is the highest uninterrupted waterfall? If you think you know, or maybe you've been there, or maybe you just want to guess, send your best answer to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Who's your name? The answer to the question and your mailing address. Because if you're the first one with the right guess, we're going to send you a copy of the amazing book, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. 
That's today's real estate trivia question. We're talking about opportunity funds and opportunity zones, the way that you can help invest into areas that need the help, but also some tremendous tax benefits. And we talked about the tax benefits, at least the big picture, and that's about as much as we know now. There's some other provisions and things you need to know about, but we're talking big picture. We also talked about the idea of the very fact that things are going to be happening in these specific geographic areas might give you a leg up as an investor. Now let's talk about the opportunity fund side. What would it take to put together an opportunity fund? In crowdfunding, you could only invest through these recognized portals, and there was a big process to go through, and it was a pretty capital-intense process. The great news is opportunity funds will not require any official IRS approval. Let me say that again. An opportunity fund doesn't have to be approved by the IRS. Instead, the fund manager can self-certify the fund by submitting a form to the IRS. Now, that form has not been released yet, so there'll be some information. Just like if you syndicate, you have to comply with securities law, either by registering your security or having an exemption to registration, in which case you still have a filing. It's an easy filing, but you file. Same thing here. If you think you'd like to put together a fund to help in these areas and attract the capital from people that have appreciated assets, then it's a fairly easy process. We don't have it all mapped out yet, but they've already come out to say it doesn't require an approval by the IRS, and you can self-certify by filling out a form. Well, I'm going to go back to say what I said earlier, which I think is just worthy of repeating, obviously. Uh, this thing is designed for speed, right? They've made it easy, and they're reducing the front-end regulation. It's a breath of fresh air. In terms of the ability for a business person, an entrepreneur, to see an opportunity, a need in the marketplace, a change in the tax code, and to begin to move quickly to get the money moving to get it from where it is to where it needs to be. So it's a super exciting. I'm sure in our upcoming Secrets of Successful Syndication seminar, we're going to do, uh, for the first time, a special focus specifically on opportunity zones and what it takes. We don't know where the regulations will be at that point in time, but wherever it is, we're going to be talking about it because we think it's probably one of the hottest opportunities right now in the space of syndication, which we think has been one of the hottest opportunities going even before this happened. Yeah. So having said that, and we are excited about it, we also don't think it's going to be the end-all be-all any more than crowdfunding was. It's another tool in your quiver, if you will. But the whole idea is that if you're aware of this and it makes sense, and I'm going to guess we've got some listeners that are already active in these areas because up to 25% of the geographic low-income areas in a state can be nominated for these opportunity zones. That process has already been started and every state has the zones and you can find out where they are and we'll tell you how to do that before we're done. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're out there and you're somebody who already knows how to operate in a low income environment, which God bless you, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? if you're that you know C minus class property investor and you really know how to work those things, uh, you have a real uh, opportunity here because you you can go into these neighborhoods ahead of time and you can begin to work these properties and have them make sense on their own merit in today's environment. And yet at the same time, as the capital begins to come in, you're going to be in a great position because it's not going to be like a magic wand. You know, you don't go into a an area that is low income, that is, uh, you know, certain demographics, certain property class, and the way that neighborhood operates, it's not just going to change overnight. There's going to be a transition. And the people who come in who only know how to operate a little bit at the higher end, 
they buy at the low end and got to make that transition, that's not going to be an easy transition. So if you've got that skill set, if you've got that infrastructure, if you've got boots on the ground team and you know how to do that, you're going to bring a lot to the capital. They're going to be looking to partner with you to help them get into the marketplace and, and move that thing up and not get crushed in the transition. You know, every real estate investor, developer, syndicator has to figure out what is their unique value proposition, how they're going to add value, how they're going to create returns how they attract investors. And what's great about this, these are some areas that need some help. And there's incentive now for investors to get involved. And so there's a feel-good part of this story. And I think that there's going to be many of these zones that are going to welcome the influx of capital. That's going to change lives. It's going to change values in neighborhoods. It's going to bring up all kinds of standards. It's going to be awesome. But at the same time, it's also going to give investors an opportunity. So I'm a little bit with you. I'm a little surprised to be saying that I think that the government has done a good job on this. <laughs> I mean, it's not all been said and done. And just like in crowdfunding, I'm guessing there's going to be delays and things. But at the end of the day, it's aligning a bunch of different interests. And the clever part was not only creating an incentive for investors to say, you know what, I've got a lot of gains. I'm not selling because I don't want to pay tax. I can defer my tax plus uh, moving forward, I pay none. That sounds awesome. And it gives folks who are resourceful and want to go into these zones and do some good work, some new sources of capital. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, going back to the Jobs Act, which we thought was great. I mean, when it came out, it was exciting. We covered it and we followed it. And But the problem is, is the implementation side of it was regulation heavy. And because it was regulation heavy, nothing moved. It was a good idea that couldn't get implemented because there was too many barriers. There was too much bureaucracy between the entrepreneur and the street. But today, they presumably, you know, they looked at maybe learned their lesson. I don't know, but somehow it's different. And it just seems like it's going to be a lot easier to actually get this thing implemented once they give us the final, you know, regulations and the IRS form and whatnot. So I, again, my gut tells me this thing's going to be moving pretty quickly. It wouldn't surprise me if we have a lot of clarity, even by February when we're doing our next syndication seminar. You know, at the Future of Money and Wealth, Tom Wheelwright, uh, CPA came out and talked about the changes in the tax code as the effect real estate investors. And for the most part, it's very positive. So in general, absent opportunity zones, uh, the new tax changes are pretty beneficial for real estate investors. Now, instantly, when it comes out from, you know, the president, then there's the political side. But, you know, we seek to set all that aside and say, what are the nuts and bolts economics? And one thing I do appreciate for folks that are politically minded is that this Investing in Opportunity Act was legislation authored by four senators, two Republicans and two Democrats. It's a totally bipartisan thing. There's agreement on every side about it, and it's doing good for these neighborhoods. And so there's a lot to like about it. There's some other key features. There's some details we won't get into the, on the show, but let me give you just a quick example. One of the requirements that we expect to see, but hasn't been necessarily nailed down yet, is that Whatever amount of money goes into acquire a property in one of these zones, you have to invest an equal or greater amount in the rehabilitation, construction, or development of the property. So you're not going to just buy a building that's already operating and throw, you know, a two or three percent in capex and call it a day. If I buy a million dollar property. I'm going to have to invest another million dollars. That's all raised from the Opportunity Fund into the deal. So that gives you a clue is what they're looking for is real change in a neighborhood, not just, you know, slapping lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Well, what it does is it takes the speculators and speculators are people who try to buy low and sell high. And they're typically trying to ride the wave created by other people. And here they want you to do real work. 
But the other thing it's going to do is it's going to drive the money down to the very bottom of the market because that's where the low-hanging fruit for a lot of improvement is going to be. I mean, if you have to go buy a million-dollar property and put a million dollars into the property and have it make sense, it's going to need a lot of work. Yeah. And so you're going to be dipping down into the lower end of the property, the properties that nobody's been willing to touch up to this point. Yeah. So I think, again, if you can really think through the way the people at the street level are going to respond to these incentives and put yourself in a position... Uh, to benefit from that, you know, whether you're in a fund or not, whether you're dealing with capital gains or not yourself, uh, you do have an opportunity uh, to have a role to play in this flow of capital. You know, we talked all the time coming out of 2008 as people were going in rehabbing. We talked about it, Healing America one, one house at a time. Now it's like Healing America one zone at a time. Yeah. And that's that's awesome because the fact that you're going to get a, you know a lot of capital concentrated in very specific areas and and going to the very bottom of the market first the incentives are to make it go to the bottom of the market and 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 make it last for 10 years that's enough time to really turn a neighborhood around so i i hope that the real estate guys are broadcasting in 2027 2028 2030 and we're going to be reflecting back and say you know we'll we'll get a chance to see how this thing really played out but where, where it stands for right now it's looks pretty exciting. Now, although it's not all been finalized and we're still very early to the party, there are some great resources currently where you can start to do your research. We'll talk about how you can find out what those are when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. If you want to learn how you could potentially increase your net worth by over a million dollars and quit your job in just a few short years, listen closely for the next 60 seconds. This is Brad Sumrock, and over the past 16 years, I've helped thousands of people invest profitably in real estate, but not just any type of real estate. I specialize in helping people syndicate large apartment buildings so that they can be business owners and investors. In today's competitive environment, it's even more important than ever to leverage an experienced mentor, invest in your education, and have a team of advisors that has established relationships nationwide. And so many people right now seem to be struggling to find deals and then get them funded, but yet Sumrock students are thriving in today's marketplace. We've purchased nearly 7,000 units and nearly one half billion in purchase volume over the past 12 months. And with the new Trump tax laws, apartment investors are positioned now better than ever before to pay even less in taxes. To find out more, send an email to apartmentsnow at realestateguysradio.com and you'll get my recent presentation called Why Apartments Now? That's apartmentsnow at realestateguysradio.com. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. Belize property 
industry is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on Events. See Paradise for yourself. Click Events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Hi, this is Lawrence Yuan, Chief Economist with National Association of Realtors, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. It's not too early to get your cabin all arranged for the 2019 Investor Summit at Sea. It's our 17th annual event, and we're so excited about it. It's the highest level event The Real Estate Guys do. We've got an incredible faculty coming back with us for his sixth or seventh year, Peter Schiff. Not only is Peter coming back and bringing his family, but it's going to be Peter Schiff's birthday while we're on the summit. We're going to celebrate the last two years. It's been Robert Kiyosaki's birthday party this year, Peter Schiff's birthday party. Also coming back with us, uh, the creature from Jekyll Island author G. Edward Griffin, an amazing man, one of the premier sales trainers on earth, Tommy Hopkins, and our good friends Chris Martinson and Adam Taggart from the uh, Peak Prosperity World and uh, their great book, Prosper. Lots more faculty members coming and lots more to be announced. But get your cabin now. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click the button that says Summit. We're talking about opportunity zones. This is this great new opportunity to do two things. One, help blighted and low-income neighborhoods through incentives for real estate investing and provide an opportunity for folks with big capital gains and lots of tax exposure to limit and reduce a lot of that. So very excited about it. And there's some good resources here. And uh, so let's jump into some of the things that we do know. What we don't know is all the final details, the forms aren't done, none of that stuff. But we do know is where these zones are. And again, they're across all 50 states. And so there's a great interactive map. And rather than have to read you this long URL, we've got everything I'm about to share with you. We'll send out to you if you just send an email to opportunitiezones at realestateguysradio.com. Opportunitiezones at realestateguysradio.com will include all the links to everything I'm talking about. So there's this great interactive map tool that lets you zone in on the internet to whichever part of the country that you may be interested in. And it'll drill down pretty specifically. And each one of these zones has been tagged and categorized and it's very, very organized. And that's because in order for these investments to qualify under these tax incentives, it has to be specific. You can't be a block over from an opportunity zone. You have to be in the opportunity zone. In the zone. (laughs) In the zone. You got to be in the zone. But it's really pretty amazing how much effort they've gone through to put all this together. And, you know, we all that talk about the healthcare website costing billions of dollars. I don't know what this costs, but it looks really, really good. The other great resource for you is there's an excellent frequently asked questions put up by your friends and ours, the Internal Revenue Service. And again, you can Google around and find that, but we're happy to include a quick link to that if you'll uh, just send an email into OpportunityZones at realestateguysradio.com. And then there's six pages in the actual tax code. And if you want to read through that, if you haven't already, uh, you're welcome to uh, read through that. And then there's a lot of speculation out there. So it's not all the pieces of the puzzle are not in place, that's for sure. Uh, But we're going to learn more and more as time goes on. And if there's a big update and you get on the list of 
Opportunity Zones at realestateguysradio.com. Then we'll continue to send you out information. It's not something we're going to be doing weekly or even monthly, but when there's a big change, when it's final, we'll just give you kind of a heads up. In addition to that, our good friend Simon Black wrote an amazing report. He and his team put together uh, a report for their subscribers of Sovereign Man Confidential. That's an annual service that is well worth the investment. And uh, Simon and his team have this incredible uh, report. Uh, he was kind enough to make it available to our syndication mentoring club. And so we spent some time at our last meetup going through this in great detail. Uh, and it's uh, it's some good research they've done with some ideas and some examples and so forth. So another resource, and we'll have a link to this uh, as well, is to sign up for Sovereign Man Confidential. When you do that, you still have access to all of Simon's previous uh, work and the uh, reports that they do, his black papers uh, and those kinds of things. So um, there's some resources there. Now, the other thing is what action can you take today? One school of thought is I'll just sit around and wait till everything's final and then I'll make my move. But I'm going to suggest that it might make better sense for you to start doing some of the due diligence and analysis now. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think, first of all, just getting on the list or getting on lists and paying attention and beginning to get your mind around uh, what could happen. I think getting your advisory team put together, especially a tax advisor that's got their head into this game that can provide some guidance. If you think you want to start a fund, you know, you probably want to learn about doing that. Obviously, we have training that we've been doing for years and years and years on syndicate and that's really all this is. If you're interested in doing that, you can send an email to syndication at realestateguysradio.com and you can learn about that or visit our website at realestateguysradio.com and click on events and you'll see uh, syndication, secrets of successful syndication training. I think the other thing is, is to uh, begin to talk with other investors and see what they're thinking. I mean, it's one thing for you to say, oh, this is kind of my hypothesis. This is what I think is going to happen. You know, Robert and I, Robert studied it first and then he did a presentation at our syndication mentoring club. And then we had a discussion there. And then throughout the weekend, we had subsequent conversations. Now we're having another conversation uh, on the radio. And then we're going to continue to have conversations with people. Simon Black is studying this. His team is studying that. We're having conversations with them. So get into those conversations any way you can and start thinking about what real world investors, real world entrepreneurs are thinking and doing and what they're doing to get ready. Uh, and just you know having the right people in your, in your life to take advantage of an opportunity is a big, big part of getting ready. Another uh, real tactical step is you can go to the interactive map and look at the areas that you're familiar with. That can be the town you live in, that can be other real estate markets that you have holdings in, that you've been studying, that you're interested in, or that you have a provider relationship with, and check out where these areas are. And you will know the individual areas better than people that don't know that marketplace, right? I look across this map and go, man, there's just opportunity everywhere. But people who are in those markets with boots on the ground know the neighborhoods. So if you have property managers or real estate brokers in areas that you don't live in but you work in, maybe send them a heads up. Say, hey, let's look for some opportunities here. I think for builders and developers and folks that have done you know, some heavy lifting in terms of syndication, there could be huge opportunity here. But I like the fact that it isn't just limited to multi-billion dollar funds and big, huge government contractors. This is meant to put real capital at the street level to work and Main Street investors being able to invest in Main Street, which of course is one of our recurring themes. It goes back to this notion of the government creating incentives to get people to do what they want them to do. And it's pretty clear that Main Street investing is important to them. And so again, Main Street investing in Main Street, of all of the demographics of investors out there that are most likely to benefit from this and are in the best position to really provide the benefit the government is looking for to the country, it's real estate investors. I mean, we're the heart of it. Get out there in those marketplaces, get boots 
boots on the ground, start looking for the opportunities and start getting your thumb on the pulse of the market that you think you might most be likely to be interested in being involved in and begin to watch, begin to study, try to figure out the submarkets. Because even within these opportunity zones, we all know there's going to be neighborhoods, there's going to be specific property types that are going to be probably the faster beneficiary than others. And we don't know what those are going to be, but the sooner you get your ear to the ground, the more likely you're going to be first in line to figure it out. And so you can take effective action. You know, for those of us in the syndication world, what's super exciting about this is all of a sudden people that had no interest in what we do as real estate syndicators because they've had a big portfolio in the stock market and the stock market's been doing so well. Like, you know, my my Apple stock is up 40% year to date. Why would I take money out of that to invest in your little 8% or 12% real estate deal? Well, now there's a real answer to that, which is being able to defer the capital gain tax that nobody wants to pay, get a discount on it potentially, and then to move that money forward into an investment that will literally yield tax-free. All of a sudden, you can get in a conversation with somebody you couldn't have before. So this should be a great uh, little season for all of us to get our minds around this and be looking for, of course, the distinctions that come out as we get the final information together. So there it is. There's a discussion on Opportunity Zones and Opportunity Funds. Your mission is to figure out, does it make sense for you and where do you want to play? Thanks for listening today, and until next week, go out and make some equity happen. Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and I'm very excited about the next Real Estate Guys Summit at Sea Cruise. And I worked with Robert and his dad and Russell for how how many years? Oh, 20-something years. Been friends all this time. We've always worked together. But coming up with something I've never, ever talked about, and it's a concept called an infinite return. And once you understand an infinite return, it means you'll never need money. I'm going to have Tom Wheelwright, my accountant, because you have to have an accountant to do it. But it's probably one of the more sophisticated investment philosophies or strategies. It's something I've used since I've been 27 years old. And once you understand an infinite return, you'll never need money again. You don't have to pay taxes again. And you can never, ever say again, I can't afford it. So I look forward to seeing you on the Real Estate Guys Infinite Return Cruise this March. Thank you. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers. Low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct. Asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.